He's denied Jesus three times. All he can do now is weep with bitter, bitter tears. Hello and welcome to the Rooted Together podcast, the podcast which aims to root you in Christ through his word together. I am your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we are in Matthew chapter 26. The evening started wonderfully. Jesus was gathering with his closest friends, eating, singing, and praying. The clouds blow in, though, as the crowd arrive at night to arrest him in the garden. Jesus, the Messiah, is betrayed, abandoned, falsely accused, beaten, and mocked, and later denied by his own people. All fulfilled scripture, all according to the glorious plan of God. Can we see past our own versions of Jesus to lay hold of the King of kings and the Lord of lords? So let's look at the preparation as verses 1 through 25. Jesus sends out people to prepare a place for the Passover feast. Then a woman at that feast prepares Jesus' body for death. This surprises the disciples. Judas prepares to betray Jesus even as he dips bread with his disciples. This is the preparation for the sacrifice. The Savior has been anointed. The table has been set. Now we look at the supper itself, verses 26 through 46. They eat, but the elements take on special new meanings, all of which look to the cross and the blood that is about to be spilt, not in vain, but in sacrifice for a new covenant. Jesus prays for the cup to pass in the garden, but he ultimately submits to the will of God. And we would do well to pray like Jesus in the garden. Not my will, but yours be done. And notice how Jesus models and displays what it is to be fully submitted to Jesus, even as he knows he faces the cross. Betrayal, verses 46 through 56 Judas arrives with his crowd of people. He betrays Jesus with a sign of friendship. And if you've ever wondered what the kiss on the cheek meant, it's a sign of friendship. And it is that sign of friendship and love between people that Judas chooses to use to betray and mark Jesus for death. Jesus is put on trial ironically at night, which is against the law, and yet the very people who are putting him on trial are the teachers of the law. They know they're breaking God's law. They don't care anymore. Jesus is put on trial, betrayed by the religious system meant to look to him, yet he stands as the true Messiah through it all. His betrayers will not. Judas cannot hack what he has done And he will eventually, in the next chapter, kill himself as a result. He betrays Jesus, of course, for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus stands as the true Messiah as he hears false accusations and does not respond. He stands as true Messiah as he tells the priest, when I'm standing at the right hand of God, you will see me there. And they rip their beards 
tear their robes in disgust. But I think it's because they knew who he truly was and they did not want him. You see the whole law and the whole religious system that they had followed, these teachers followed, were built to look forward to the day that Jesus would come. And when he came, they didn't want him and they set him to death. Finally, we look at denial, verses 69 through 74. Peter, who had been so bold just hours earlier, now denies even knowing Jesus. Fear and uncertainty have plagued him, as it so often could plague us as well. You see, Jesus' forthtelling has come true. He told Peter that you'll deny me three times tonight. And in fact, Peter does just that, and when he hears the rooster crow signaling the fact that he's denied Jesus three times, all he can do now is weep with bitter, bitter tears. We may all weep with bitter tears, but Jesus came back breaking the curse, forgiving our sins. Our bitter tears have now been turned to joy because of the ugliness of the cross, because of the ugliness of the betrayal, because of the ugliness of the denial. Jesus' blood has covered our sins and turned our weeping to joy, our tears to happy tears. Jesus endured all that we read today, all that is in chapter 26, so that he could forgive our sins and be our sacrifice. This is what it cost. God to provide the sacrifice. Did we deserve it? Absolutely not. But God's grace willed it to be so. So rest in that reality today that though we don't deserve the grace and love of God, we don't deserve God's mercy. Jesus didn't deserve what he took in the garden, what he got in the mocking of the religious leaders and later the cross. And yet he did it all joyfully, willingly, so that we could be mended in our relationship with God. Rest in that today. Celebrate that today as you reflect on chapter 26 and all that it cost God. Celebrate in a way that promotes and proclaims this message, this gospel, this good news to all those around you. Thank you for listening to Rooted Together, and I look forward to joining you in Matthew chapter 27 next time. I'll see you there.